0: Welcome to this episode of the Sports Info Solutions Baseball Podcast. I'm Mark Simon, Senior Research Analyst based in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. We hope that you're safe and healthy. Thank you for listening. Hope this can serve as a respite for people as we all deal with issues related to the coronavirus. Let's get right to our guests. We've got a great one this week. Matt Olson's on the Zoom, Oakland A's first baseman, two-time reigning Fielding Bible Award winner. He had an OPS of nearly 900 last season. Five war player after coming back from injury. Uh, defensive excellence has been one of the big themes of this show. We've previously heard from Austin Hedges and Nick Ahmed. Uh, Matt, thank you for joining us. Can you first tell us uh, where you're based and, and what you're doing these days? Uh,
1: so I'm in Atlanta, from Atlanta. Been back here for, um, you know, I guess about five, six weeks now, uh, ever since the stuff broke out in spring training. And yeah, I'm just hanging around here getting my my makeshift workouts in cause my gym's been shut down for a couple of weeks and, uh, you know, doing a lot of, of video games and, and Netflix like everybody else.
0: All right. So it's funny that you that you mentioned video games because yesterday when I did a Twitter search for you, the first thing that came up were people that were complaining that their MLB The Show wasn't working because they were playing as the A's and you were making errors, and that seemed weird to people.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, I'm not sure what that's about. Um, you know, I, I like to keep those things down in real life.
0: Uh, <laughs> what video game are you mastering?
1: I'm a I'm a pretty big NBA uh, 2K20 guy. Uh, okay. I, I like to to get on there and there's like a, a my player mode where you can kind of build your own guy up. But I mix in some uh the sh- some of the show and uh so actually some Fortnite as well.
0: Now you're six five, were, were you were you much of a basketball player? Uh yeah, I was. Um <laughs> I played
1: all the way up until high school and then uh it kind of became a, a situation where my high school coach, high school baseball coach pulled me aside and You know, told me that he thought I had a a real future in baseball. And so I I took a little step back and um, I I shut it down the competitive level in high school. I actually played some rec basketball in high school, which, you know, might not have been the smartest play, but I did it and it was fun. But uh, once I got to about sophomore year, it was all baseball.
0: All right, so we're talking youth sports here uh, just briefly. And uh, Two years ago, I asked Matt Chapman the first time he ever made a great play, and he rattled off a little league game where he was the pitcher and he made three in one inning, and he knew all the details, and he knew it pretty good. What's the first time that you can remember that you made a great defensive play?
1: Uh, So if I had the first one that popped into my head, so when I was growing up, I was actually – I played a lot more third base. and the first time that I came in and barehanded a chopper and you know threw it across the body across the field was um, you know this is one of those cool things because I'd always go to the field with my dad and you know we're hitting grounders and I always want to end on um, a barehand you know on the run throw and uh, pulling that first one off in a game was was pretty sweet.
0: How did third base prepare you for playing first base?
1: You know, I, <laughs> I don't want to talk trash about my own position in a way, but, um, <laughs> you know, third base is just harder. Uh, yep. there's a lot more into it. Um, you know, it is the hot corner, but not only do you have to, you know, make the stop, you have to get up and make good throws. So, um, in a way it, it prepared me for, you know, making the stop and, and moving over to first base, you just get a lot more time and, you know, don't have to make a, as good of a throw and, um, so moving over there was a, a little back off on, on difficulty for me.
0: Nice. Uh, All right. So I'm looking at the state of Georgia as it relates to defense. And then the names are really, really good. Adam Everett, Lorenzo Cain, Mike Cameron, Buster Posey, Brian McCann, David Ross, Byron Buxton, Marquise Grissom, Tyler Flowers, Josh Reddick, and then someone who I think went to the the same place that you did a little bit uh, before you, uh, Jeff Francoeur, the outfielder with the great arm uh, for the Braves. Is there something about the state of Georgia or about your high school in particular that lent itself to producing great defensive players?
1: Yeah, man. I don't know. That's a really good list, though. Um, Frank Corr is just one of those guys who, I mean, he's athletic freak. Um, you know, he'd you get, you get on the mound and throw a mid-upper 90s and then go in the outfield and be the best player there. He'd go play football and he was, you know, the best receiver on the field. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I've, I've crossed a couple of those guys along the way. Buxton and I were the same year in high school and did some stuff in high school together and, uh, man, he can cover some ground out there.
0: <laughs> so I was going to say, yours, your combo, your Franco Olson combo. It's not quite Matt Chapman, Nolan Arenado, but it's still pretty good. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's
1: a tough one to to uh, <laughs> rival right about now. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, but yeah, we're proud of what we've done at, over at Parkview.
0: All right, so uh, who were the guys that you grew up watching?
1: So being an Atlanta guy, um, Chipper Jones was definitely up there ton of Braves guys, uh, you know, more so offensively I'd watch, uh, Ken Griffey just cause of the, the sweet left-handed swing. As far as defensively, when I, when I switched over to first base, Adrian Gonzalez was a big guy that I like to, to watch just cause of how smooth he was over there. Um, you know, he made everything look easy, every pick, yeah, I, I, you know, I, but but Chipper was was definitely especially because I was playing third base growing up. You know, watch him in the hometown, the things that he would do. Uh, it was it was tough to to go somewhere else for that.
0: What were the keys to learning first base as you were picking it up? Probably the the toughest thing was just getting your footwork
1: right around the bag. Um, it's kind of something different than anywhere else on the field where uh, you know if the ball is hit somewhere else, you kind of gotta take off and you know find find yourself in a good athletic position to to receive the throw and you know expect a bad throw but um you know also you know moving your foot around the bag to to maximize your reach and um you know it took me a little bit but uh you know once i got it it kind of just one of those things that has been natural for me since
0: Were there any uh, drills? We had talked to someone uh, previously, Brian Hayes, prospect for the Pirates, was telling us about the Superman drill when he was a third baseman that he had to throw and hit uh, the first baseman wearing a Superman logo, and you had to hit the Superman logo, and you had had to basically hit it uh, to to succeed in the drill. Were there any drills for first base uh, that were particularly helpful to you that we could educate some younger people on? Uh,
1: Honestly, I think the biggest thing is – picks uh getting familiar with you know whether you want to stretch for a ball to go for a pick or whether you want to kind of play it back and take the long hop um you know you just you can't get the same ball uh ever so just to uh you know get a bunch of a repetition i've done it where a guy will be at second base with a fungo and you know try to hit some weird hops and weird rolls i've had it where just have someone you know stand about halfway in the infield and just throw stuff all over on short hops. But, you know, for me, that's that's the toughest part about playing first base and the one that you want to, you know, stay the most on top of. Um, you know, you do have the luxury at first base of even if you don't come up with it cleanly, you got time to to make a throw. So you really want to be on, on top of those picks. And, you know, <laughs> some people say just knock it down at first on the grounder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so I, I do want to mention our stats chart you as one of the top first basemen when it comes to scooping throws. Um, how long did it take for you to, to get comfortable with it?
1: You know, really not that long. Um I've always kind of been a guy who likes to work one handed and I'd probably say backhand in, in particular. Um, so I just kind of, you know, have had that that natural, you know, working through it. Um it's the best way I know how to explain it. You know, I just, I've always been one handed. So I've been free and attacking the ball. And I, and that just translates, um, in my opinion, directly to, to scoops, uh, you know, the, the more, the more passive you are on, on picks, I think the, the less success you have, obviously there's going to be times where the ball dictates, uh, you know, bringing you back or not attacking the ball, but, Anytime I can have that, you know, like free path of just going and getting it, I feel like I'm in a good, a pretty good spot.
0: Now you mentioned that you played third base before, which means basically that you had to be a right-handed thrower. You're a right-handed thrower um, now. Uh, most uh, first basemen throw lefty. You bat lefty, but you don't throw lefty. Why don't you throw lefty? And how does uh, being a right-handed first baseman uh, help or hurt you?
1: Honestly, it probably hurts me <laughs> thinking about it. Uh, you know, just strictly for going to second on double plays, um, it'd be nice to be a lefty. You're holding the guy on, and to, it's a tag, not across your body. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. I would love to be I'd love to be able to switch and be left-handed now, but, uh, you know, looking back on it, I wouldn't have played third base. So, you know, skills could be completely different. So I guess I just got to take it for what it is.
0: Were you were you always a left handed hitter?
1: Yeah. My dad said that I picked up a bat and, in the front yard when I was, you know, two or three and picked it up holding it left handed and uh <laughs> he didn't want to switch it around because he wanted me to hit left handed so Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see if that's the true story or if he made me be a lefty. (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right. So uh, I want to talk about another aspect of playing first base. You see a lot of guys uh, now that play a very wide uh, first base in terms of that they'll play way off the bag. Uh, How wide are you willing to play and do you have any good race to the bag uh, stories uh, from your career so far?
1: I can't think of any race to the bag stories off the top of my head, but, um, yeah, I like to get out there, um, especially for uh, we're talking, you know, a, a pole variety, um, something where second baseman's probably playing behind the bag at, you know, right over, right behind second. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things. Shifts are obviously becoming a bigger deal. Um, you know, for example, say Nelson Cruz steps up to the plate and, you know, we're playing him big time. Um, we want to make him hit a ball directly down the first baseline instead of, you know, something that could be in the four hole that, you know, if I'm there, we get the out on it.
0: So, all right. So do you, I, I presume you, how much, how much room do you have to make the decision on where you play? Uh, Cause I'm sure you have the card in your pocket. That's, that's giving you somewhat of a guide. No,
1: actually we were, well, you know, I'm sure the middle infield guys have a little more uh, a, a exact positioning, but yeah. I kind of just, um, you know, I float around, uh, honestly, nobody's really said anything to me about, uh, my positioning and, you know, I, I, like to move around based off what I see the guys trying to do at the plate, who's pitching. Um, you know, there's, there's a ton of factors. If I see a guy trying to, you know, say we get up there and have that shift on cruise and, uh, you know, he's visibly trying to shoot one the other way. Um, you know, we have to adjust to that. We can't just go up there and assume he's going to do the same thing every time so um you know i like to do that as far as you know and we're talking pretty small you know maybe a step or two to either way but um you know i I think that's important to to get out there and um you know they've kind of given us the freedom to to move around ourselves
0: Going back to scoops and this kind of relates that in terms of talking about your nimbleness, are you able to do like a split at first base, like someone like a Pete Alonzo does to, to scoop throws out or to to handle throws?
1: No, I can't get all the way down there. Uh, (laughs) Guzman's a a good one too, uh, with Mm -hmm. Texas. He, I mean, you guys, six, 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 seven can go full split. Um, (laughs) no, I don't, I don't have it in the bag. I actually tore my hamstring and, uh, seventeen when I got a little too far out there. So uh I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on the splits for now.
0: <laughs> what are the challenges of playing in Oakland because you have all the foul territory and I, I presume there's more pressure on you to get a throw because if the throw gets past you, the 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 runner is off to the races.
1: Yeah. Uh you know it definitely is a factor. Um I, you just gotta be smart about it. Uh if it's if it's gonna be something tough to where you know, you, you're not really sure about the chances on it. And, you know, say there's a guy on base, um, kind of got to pick your battles. But, you know, for the most part, we, we love having that that extra ground. Uh, we think it plays to our advantage uh, having me and Chappie on the corners and, you know, good guys on the corner outfield who can go get foul balls. And, you know, we, we like that. And we think that's a little advantage for us
0: it almost seems like the team's consciously built that way cuz you've got you've got the the gold glove winners as you're saying at first and third and then like uh, a pinder uh in the outfield um yeah it it just seems like uh, i guess that that's a a smart strategy do you like when you're in yankee stadium i i presume though you 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 maybe do it a little bit differently right
1: yeah uh, <laughs> i mean there's about 10 15 feet over there Um, yeah, it's a different ball game. Uh, you know, you, you don't really think about stuff like that, uh, changing the game, but, uh, you know, a foul ball is way different from an out. And, you know, we, we are aware that, you know, pitchers love when we go and make those plays. And sometimes in the Coliseum, uh, something you think that's about 20 rows deep is staying in the field of play. So can't give up on them.
0: Yeah. um, So I want to ask you too about the mental side of defense and certainly in playing in Oakland, I think it's, it's challenging. Um, Can you get into a zone when you're uh, in the field comparable to when you're at the plate?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I think for the defensive side, uh, you know, being in that, in that zone is much more based off preparation and um, focus. You know, there's a lot of a lot more factors as far as being at the plate and you know getting hot. But if you're if you're prepared for every pitch and you know you're paying attention, like I said earlier, who's pitching, who's hitting, you know tendencies of what these guys normally do, um, you can you can put yourself in a, a way better position to succeed out there. And you know, when when you're prepared like that and the balls hit your way, you're you know, there's never any sort of panic and uh, just kind of react,
0: is there a play that you're particularly proud of uh, as relates to preparation uh like a, a great defensive play that you made that you basically the reason that you made it was because you were super prepared for it in some way
1: you know i i've always I've always practiced um, ever since I saw Joey vado holding the gun first, come back towards the bag, touch the bag, and kind of flip it um, under his arm. I'd say it's probably five, six, seven years ago and, and doubled the guy off at second. Um, I've always, I've always tried to, you know, practice that one and in practice and fungus. And I finally got one, uh, last year off Gardner and, uh, we were able to throw Gary Sanchez out at second. Um, you know, it's just one of those where, you know, you want to, you want to make the cool play and you always see the, the top 10 plays, uh, And, you know, you start doing stuff like that. And then uh, because I started doing it so much, it it was just natural instinct in the game.
0: If anyone wants to see that play, actually, I think I saw it. uh, When you type Matt Olson into YouTube, uh, one of the videos that comes up is his defensive highlights uh, right at the top. And you can definitely, uh, that one is in there. You can uh, check that one out. glad that you uh, brought that one up. What about the other side of it? When you're in a slump uh, at the plate, is it hard not to take that into the field? I know that you're a professional, but... Uh, i would have to think that, that there is a mental aspect to that
1: see i i actually i actually kind of look at it the other way and chappie has kind of helped me with this but um of course when you're struggling at the plate you you know you're upset and uh, you want to fix it but uh, you know since the day i started playing with him he he's been one of the best at at leaving at bats in there and taking it out of the field and Uh, You know, we've talked and you you just you have a chance to impact the game on defense, too. So um, there's no point in moping about a a bad at bat when you can go out in the field and, uh, you know, save a run that way or help a pitcher out. And, um, you know, there's no benefit from from us kind of pouting out there and say you're not as, as ready for a ball. It gets by you and, you know, things snowball out there. So you know we want to be on our on our best for our, our guys on the bump
0: how aware are you of your defensive stats then after the fact
1: I've, I've seen a few here and there
0: like have you have you are you aware of like you know that you're like presume you're aware you're the leader right in like things like the defensive run saved or the outside yeah
1: run i i knew i knew i was <laughs> uh i had some pretty good defensive run save, save yeah. stats
0: but okay but you're not familiar with anything like with how those work or or anything like that
1: no, I, I, you know, I know there's a bunch of different things. Uh, I know there's like UZR and yep. range and stuff like that, but I'm I'm really not sure uh, how they come to the stats or, or where it's applied.
0: Well, I, I think the easiest way to describe it is that if you play like – if someone plays like you, the stats are going are to be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, last question. Uh, do you have a favorite Matt Chapman defense story? Because here at uh, our company, Sports Info Solutions, we've got him on the cover of our book, The Fielding Bible. He's standing in this crouch at third base that we don't know how he's able to stand that way for more than half a two second. of us. <laughs> yep. uh, do, do, you have a good, do you have a good Matt Chapman defense story?
1: Man, I, I get this. I get asked this one all the time, and I feel like I, I give the same answer. Um, there was one play in '18, I believe. Uh, Solarte hit a ball to. He was hitting lefty and kind of capped a ball to Chappie's right. Chappie was in the shift at shortstop. He almost runs, you know, forty-five degree angle backwards. Gets to the ball and almost no look through it. Hit me right in the chest. Got him. Um, it was just one of those plays. As the ball was in there, I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" But <laughs> and then I actually got. I actually got tagged on Twitter the other day. Um, it was just a little uh, gif or gif of Chappie making a play where he ranges to his right, almost falls over, takes three steps in foul territory, and then throws a, a dart over me at first. Um, you know, there's <laughs> just such a long list of, of plays that he makes where, you know, as as the ball is about halfway to me, I'm like, how did he just do that? <laughs>
0: Actually, I'm going to cheat here. I had one other question. Was there anything that you're looking to get better at as a two-time reigning uh, Fielding Bible Award winner?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, there's always room to improve. Um, I didn't make every pick. I didn't make every play. I didn't make every dive and stop last year. Um, so, you know, just, just staying on top of the work is the big thing. Uh, you can't get complacent. Um, I think that's a good thing that that we do over – in Oakland. Uh, You know, everybody gets their work in. There's no sense of entitlement uh, no matter what. And uh, if if we keep winning hard, it'll translate to winning baseball.
0: All right, Matt Olson, thank you for taking the time to join us. Uh, Best of luck waiting out this pandemic. And uh, hopefully we will see you back on the field. We're very much looking forward to that.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, Mark.
0: All right, so all kidding aside, uh, we had some fun with Matt Olson about uh, defense at first base, and I want to go through his stats just to explain why he is as good as he is. Matt Olson had 18 defensive runs saved last season. That's the most by a first baseman since another A. Uh, Derek Barton had 19 in 2010. And where Matt excels is on the ball that's hit In what we would call the 3-4 hole, the hole between first base and second base. The last two seasons, he has rated well, well, well above average at making plays and getting outs on balls, hitting those spots relative to how other first basemen do. And he talked about playing off the bag, and playing off the bag is going to allow you to make a lot of those plays. He was 18 Plays better than the uh, average at first base uh, on balls that were hit to his right. Uh, so he was clearly doing a very good job on balls that were hit in the first base, second base hole. No other first baseman's really able to touch that. He was seven runs saved better than any other first baseman last season. Uh, 18's really good. Uh, the other thing is he is getting a small bump from throw scooping. He has both volume meaning that guys are giving him chances to make scoops, and a high percentage of successes in handling throws. He was actually a little better in that in 2018 in terms of everything. Because, well, for one thing, he played more, 162 games, compared to 127 last year because of injury. But all in all, Matt Olsen does everything well. And again, especially that ball hitting the first base, second base hole, taking away a lot of singles, uh, potential base hits from posing batters. Thanks for joining us. This wraps up this edition of the Sports Info Solutions Baseball Podcast. Thanks to Matt Olson and our producer-editor, Justin Stein. Stay safe. Be kind to your friends and neighbors, everyone. We'll see you down the road.
1: Check out our newest baseball book, The Fielding Bible, Volume 5, out March 1st. This book gives a comprehensive look at our new and improved defensive run save stat. It features essays on all 30 teams, research and studies on important topics, and stats and analysis you can't find anywhere else. That's Fielding Bible, Volume 5, available at actasports.com, that's A-C-T-A sports.com, or wherever you buy your books online. Thank you for tuning in to the SIS Baseball Podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, email the show at mark at sportsinfosolutions.com or tweet us at sportsinfo underscore SIS.